You know, there's an old saying that there's an app for that. That's an app for anything that you need in today's time. Now, when I was growing up, we had something what we call like a hype man. Now, a hype man is a person that gets you hype <laughs> since the term hype man. It's someone that brings that energy out of you, that what is needed for the crowd. Normally, singers or rappers, they have hype men. Well, in today's world, we have a person for everything. Like, there's an app for that. We have a person for everything. If you need someone to talk to about depression, that's someone you can talk to. If you need a foot doctor, you can go to him. He specializes in feet. Well, today I have on this episode of Chin Wagon with Rock a young lady that specializes in something that she's going to talk about. To me, it's kind of like a hype person, but let's see what you think about that. <laughs> Hope you enjoy. On today's episode of Chin Wagon with Ruck, we have Molly. Hello. Now, Molly has a peculiar feel of line of work that she does. But we're going to work our way up to it. Now, <laughs> Molly, yeah, where were you born and raised? I was born in Decatur, Georgia. Okay. Actually, I was born in Atlanta, but I grew up in Decatur. Okay, so you um, grew up in Decatur. I grew up in Decatur. Mm-hmm. What brings you to this part of Georgia? Well, that is, that is the million-dollar question. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, before we get there, <laughs> uh, how did you grow up? Were you in a single-parent household? Were your mom and dad? How many siblings did you have? Were you poor? Were you rich? Were you middle class? How did you grow up? So I have both my parents. Okay. Um, and I have three older brothers. So older? Four, so yeah. Three okay. older brothers. So four, the youngest of four children. Okay. I would say we were middle class. My mom was a teacher. Oh. And my dad uh, was in the car business. Okay. And, um, but we, we, we had months where we struggled, for sure. I, so I'd say we were middle class, but maybe a little lower middle class. Okay, so you know what it feels like to struggle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind yeah. of struggle did you have growing up? Well, nothing. I didn't really have any trauma, per se, so I'm very, very grateful and blessed right. for that. But just ends, there was, there was uh, money was tight. And my father struggled with depression. Mm-hmm. And my mother had to work her ass off. <laughs> and there was just, there was that, and just raising four kids in a small house. School teacher didn't make a lot back then? No. Wow. No, no, no. And my, dad's, my dad was pure commission. Yeah. So there were some months that there was nothing, and four kids. Mm-hmm. So, but I wouldn't say I struck, when I hear of other people's struggles, I can't really say I struggled, uh-huh. but we all we all have our struggles. Everyone has our struggles, which is Great. part of what what I do is help people with that to get beyond those struggles. But again, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> so that's how, that's how I grew up. So what's your next question? <laughs> so now you're the youngest, right? Right. So coming through school, how was school to you as far as elementary, middle school, and high school? Did school come easy for you? Did you have to really study? Or did you have a young, a older sibling to look to look up to as far as school wise? 
Uh, I don't think I looked up to my brothers for school. I had my mother who was a, who was an educator. Right. So school was extremely important, and she actually taught in the school that I went to in oh. elementary school. She taught seventh grade. Okay. So she was always there looking over to make sure that I did my stuff. Elementary school was pretty easy for me. When I got to high school, it was pretty easy. I want to say it was easy. I, I should have worked harder, should I say. Okay. Okay. Much harder than I actually did. But I, I got through school pretty well. Education was, even though we didn't have a lot of money growing up, education was a very big principle in our household. Okay. So, but I did not have a very good work ethic. Gotcha. I understand mm-hmm. that. So, not like I should have. Not that I look back now and think, oh, what were you thinking? Right, right. I wasn't. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think we all could do that. Like, if I only had a study a little bit yeah. more, where mm-hmm. I could have been. Yeah. So, did your father have, a, have an education? Uh, my father, so my mother had her master's, being a teacher. My father, actually, that's kind of interesting. He he went to prep school. My parents actually grew up in New England, in Maine. Oh. So I'm not really a I was born a Southerner, but I'm the only one in my family. Oh. From here up. My, my kids were born here. But so my dad went to prep school, and he was supposed to go to Dartmouth to play football, and he got drafted to World War II. Oh, my goodness. So he never, he, he went to, he went to war. <laughs> So he, he, never, he never went back to college. I think he went to a couple of years when he came back, but well, not, not really. Well, thank, so, thank God he made it back. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Good gracious. So that kind of interrupted his, I don't think, I think he, don't think he was a real motivated right. student either. Okay. But, but he enjoyed <laughs> so, football. But he liked football, yeah. So, gotcha. you know. I got you. All right, so in high school, you decided to go to college, right? Mm-hmm. What college did you go to? So I first went to a uh, community college that was, at the time, it was called DeKalb College in Atlanta. And then I went to UGA for a short period of time. And then I went back to Georgia State. And I went, I, I have gone through so much education <laughs> that hasn't really added up to a lot. So I went to Georgia State, and then I, I was done there. I kept skipping around. I went, went to college for seven years okay. that time around. And then later I went back and got a degree in horticulture. Okay. At Gwinnett Tech when my kids started school. And then I, in between there I did some, some other education. I thought I was going to go into IT, but I decided not to do that. Then I went to horticulture. And then I've done doing what I did now I went back and got my certification in life coaching okay now do you have a bachelor's in anything no so a certification and a bachelor which one to you is best to have well I'll tell you if I had to do it again I would have just stuck my head down and just finished when I went back to I have enough classes that I could actually be working on a second master's but I don't have any. It's like having a a box of puzzle pieces that aren't going to make a whole picture. With the whole picture being a bachelor's degree or gotcha. a master's or whatever. Um, at my point now in life, I look back and think none of that education was wasted. Okay. None of it. I got something out of every single thing, even the ones I didn't do well. Wow. I learned something, even if it's that I didn't. That's not my thing. Okay. But that is a piece of data. That's a piece of information. 
So what is more important? I think it is totally individual as to what is more important. Because I hear so many cases as far as a lot of people that have a bachelor or a master's say that they would not have done that because mm-hmm. it's so expensive. They got student loans now. They say it's best to get certified certificates in, in things in life that you want to do, and that's a whole way of to look at things. And I hadn't thought about that because I was big on college, you know, college, 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 mm-hmm. pushing my kids to go to college. But then when I started hearing that side of it, it made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Because you go get a bachelor's degree, and then you end up working at McDonald's. That can't pay for your college. Yeah. At all. It's so hard nowadays to get a degree in something unless it's specialized and then get a job in that field. Mm-hmm. Or how long would it take to get a job in that field? But those student loans start building up. It start ruining credit. So I'm kind of leaning towards the certificate way now yeah so yeah. that's why i asked what how did you feel about yeah that? well when i was in school it 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 um education wasn't as exorbitant price-wise as it is now it is it is nuts yes. i've put three kids through college so i understand how incredibly expensive it is but that was not the case back when I was in school. It was expensive relative in relative terms, wow. but not like it is now. I didn't know anyone who had these loans that were just crushing, yes. crushing. Well, I agree. So it's it's a totally different different ball game. Now, when I went back to get my degree in horticulture, I already had stuff from my like all my English and the core classes, biology and all that stuff. Right. So what I went when I went to I actually went to Gwinnett Tech it was uh it was like a certificate but it ended up being a degree because I had all this other stuff but I but I really that was the first time I thought wow just learning the things that I needed for horticulture period it it didn't get bogged down with all the other classes it was just Mm -hmm. pest control and things like that that I learned so I I definitely I've, I've lived on both sides true so I really just think it depends. But, yes, I, the, the, the money part is a reality that people today have to deal with that just wasn't – not that it wasn't a, 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 um, it wasn't a problem at that point. It was so expensive. It's just right? now it's just gotten so exorbitant. Kind of like gas prices. Yeah, end. or housing, or <laughs> – yes, it's, okay. it's crazy. So why horticulture? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I just loved – plants and I love being outside and I love the nature and I loved the creativity of I was a landscape designer had my own business for a while so okay yeah I loved that whole just that whole world so you had your own business mm-hmm yeah yeah oh, and what you're doing today is still your own business right yes yes okay now we're gonna we're gonna fast forward okay what do you do today okay <laughs> so uh, I am a personal empowerment coach, so a lot of people call that a life coach. Okay. So I went back and got uh, trained and have, it was a year-long program with a school called IPEC, which is the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching, and had to, um, got certified through the International Coaching Federation. Hmm. And so I am a Certified professional coach is what my title is. Okay, when you say coach, no, I'm I'm, I'm a sports guy, so I'm thinking about a football yeah, coach, yeah, a baseball yeah, coach. Yeah. So you are a life coach. Yes. Well, a coach. Okay. So when people think of a coach, they that's what they think of is is because that's your your point of reference is right. uh, is sports. 
there's a difference between my coat type of coaching and um, sports coaching. And but there are there's like a Venn diagram. There are there is some crossover in my type of coaching. I partner with a client to match their actions and behaviors to align with their desires and their unique gifts and talents. And so they can live to their unlimited potential, which is kind of like sports. They want you to, to true, true. play to your potential, no true. matter what the sport is. But this is based on, and I'm getting ahead of myself now, but I'm just going to throw this out and then we'll go back to it. Core energy principles. That's a little tease. <laughs> Before. Okay. But in, in, in coaching, I don't tell you what to do. Like, oh, you know what you need to do? You need to go back to school and get your bachelor's, and I think you would be good at this, and I think you would be good at that. Okay. That's not what a coach does. A coach partners with someone and to bring the best out in you. So I'm just going along this journey with you and helping to excavate the brilliance that's within you. Kind of, I, kind of like I, a hype man. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what a hype man is? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So you you hyping this person. Okay, for instance, if I was your client, mm-hmm. why would I come to you? Would I come to you because I'm confused about which way in life should I go? Or should I come to you? What reason would a person come to you? So uh, a, a person would come to me if they are fairly satisfied with their life. They're functioning, they're functioning. So if you, are, if, you, if you have a situation that you are not functioning well, like you're depressed or you, you have an addiction or you have something like that, you need to go to therapy. Oh, so they don't come to you? No, okay. no, you need to go to th- therapy be, to, to, to figure out so you can now function in life. That's, that's, that's a totally different modality okay. than coaching. That's a person for so, that. There's a person for that. That's a therapist, yes, or okay. a psychologist, or yes, that's okay. yes, because they have something that they need to deal with, uh, uh, whatever it is that's causing this behavior that you are not functioning. Okay. Now, some of that would go to a coach is you're functioning, but you're not functioning at the level that you want to. So it could be in your relationship, it could be in your job. It could be in your spiritual life. It could be in your health. There's a lot of health coaches. There could be anything that you feel that I am not living to my potential in this, or I'm confused as to what I want to do. There are career coaches. There are just as many coaches out, the type of coaches out there as, as one right. experiences yeah. in life. Yeah, like there's an app for that. I, I got you. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. Yeah. That's amazing. So, and that's why I said you par- I partner with clients to help them step into a space to live into their uh, that they can live to their potential. And to realize that your one's potential is unlimited. And part of that is to get go through the blocks, the things that are blocking the client from stepping into that potential and so that's that's a whole nother thing but we go through people's blocks uh, I go through a client's blocks to help them 
move those out of the way so they can move forward. So coaching is all about moving forward. It's all about moving forward. It's not necessarily about going back and looking at your childhood and all that. We will do that if it's blocking you from moving forward. Hmm. And we have to do that a lot. Right. We have to do that a lot because we all have things that block us. Right. So it almost like you're trying to differentiate between therapists and coaching, but that coaching got a little bit of therapeutic stuff in it also. Uh, yes. Yes, okay. it does. But it's you need to I I have had situations where it's like, okay, we can't move forward. You need to clear this this up, this addiction or right. what I'm just using that as an example. It mm-hmm. could be your depression, it could be suicidal thoughts, whatever. I, I'm I that's not that's not my modality right and so it's it's part of my coaching ethics that I say I'm going to find we're going to help find you somebody that can that can that is a professional that will deal with that that's so how old is coaching because that's something new I'm I'm 50 years old and I don't remember a coaching that terminology being used way back when so how old is this coaching profession uh, I don't know how old it is. I know that the school that I got, that I went to is, when was it done? Probably 20 years. Okay. Since the, the founder of that started. But there, are, there are a lot of coaching schools. I encourage anyone out there <laughs> to, if you are going to get a coach, make sure they are certified. Because anyone can call themselves a coach. Yeah, I've kind of noticed that, basically on TV, not in reality, but some of the shows I look at, they they self-proclaim to be a life coach. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I understand people yeah. can try to step into And what they role. tend to do is want to tell you what to do. Okay. Which, if that's what you want, you want somebody to tell you what to do, whatever. But if you're really looking for someone who has been trained and – it works under a governing body that holds you to an ethics standard, a code of ethics, and there is some regulation to that, and you can feel safe with that person, I would, I would make sure that they have a certification, especially through the International Coaching Federation, because that's the governing body. Okay. Now, why would someone come to a coach instead of going to their pastor or maybe their wife or husband or mom or dad. Why would someone choose a coach instead of going that route? Well, one main reason you would not do that, or that that, that would be a different uh, experience. It's not, not that you're not going to talk to your wife or your pastor or your best friend or your sister or whoever. It's that you're going to have a totally different experience because the coach doesn't have any preconceived ideas of who you are they they're not going to necessarily agree with you or disagree with you okay what i do is i ask empowering questions to dig down to find out the truth of who you are and why and why you want to do what you do then we come up we that's what we do first and then we come up with a plan and a strategy to reach that goal but almost without exception every client I've had come to me they come with a goal 
And in that empowering question, in that search through the different sessions and our energy assessment, that changes. Their goal yeah. changes because they've done the excavation. Now, a friend, you're, certainly your spouse, right. <laughs> is they, they're attached to you. Right. They've got, they know you're, they think they know you, mm-hmm. which they do know you, but not as well as you know you. And the coach is there to just help you know you. Does that make sense? It does make sense. So we excavate. So a good visual for that is, so when I have a client, it's like, okay, we're going to go down into the basement together, and I'm going to have a flashlight. So the basement is a metaphor for your life, for for your inner self, for your inner awareness. And I'm going to have a flashlight, and I'm just going to, help you like look over there look here look there like i'm just standing with you i'm just with you i'm not telling you you should go over there or you you're going to be better off if you go over there i'm just there with you to excavate your life your feelings your energy your lens that you see the world through what's important to you why is that important to you where did that belief come from? What are actually your beliefs and what are the beliefs that other people have told you are your beliefs? It, like I said, you're gonna probably have to tell me shut up because I can keep going. <laughs> no, that's, 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 that's nice, that's nice. Uh-huh. So what's your, I was on your website, so I already know the answer to the question I'm giving to ask. So what's the first thing you ask your client? Oh, is that on my website? <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> who are you and what do you want to do with that who? Yes, uh-huh. it is. So when you ask someone that, and they tell you, I don't know who I am. That's why I'm here for you to tell me who I am. That's right. No, well, I'm not going to tell you who you are. I am not going to tell you who you are. So, you are the expert of you. Even if I've known you your entire life, even if I were your mother, right. <laughs> I don't know you better right. than you know you. Right, right. So I don't really, when I say who are you and what do you want to do with that who that is really what we're going to explore i don't really expect a client to know that answer right away but what i the hope the goal is at the end of our relationship the end of our sessions and hopefully it would go on not necessarily have sessions forever but you know that we would have a relationship for a long time would be you would get a lot more clarity of who you are and in what direction you want to grow that who. Okay. Because who you are today may be different than who you are, who you were last week, right. or who you, who you want to be next week. And so the question is, how, who, who do you want, who are you now? Who do you want to be? Right. And what can we do to get you to who yeah. you want to be? And it's not just, what you do, it's who are you being. Then we'll talk about doing. But who are you being? Because that's going to support the doing. Okay, so you're saying there's a lot of people out here walking this earth and they don't know who they are. Uh, yeah, I'd say 99.9%. Right, right. I, I totally agree with that. 100%. I totally agree with that. Now, that's not based on anything, but I don't have data to back right, that up. But right, just right. my experience talking to so many people and, and myself by, included by the way yeah i, 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 yeah. I totally understand that mm-hmm. and by the way i want to thank the chamber of commerce for allowing us to hold this episode inside the chamber of commerce yes thank you very much thank you rebecca now 
once again, it's, it's kind of hard for me to to picture this. Once, if okay, I'm a normal person. I have a normal life, and I feel like I'm an entrepreneur. And I keep trying multiple businesses, multiple ideas, and can't seem to cross that threshold. Then I will come to you, right? I'm yeah, not, that I'm, could be. Yeah, we so we would we would always start with what what, what I call an energy level index assessment. It's called an ELI assessment. Okay. And then, and I'll if you want me to, I'll explain what that is in a minute. Okay. And then we would that would reveal a lot. That would reveal a lot. To, to you about how you're currently currently showing up in the world in your life hmm. currently showing up. so it kind of is it's kind of like this is a snapshot in how you're where you are right now and then we would go into things that might be getting in your way for not having this business or what it, your venture turn out like you had hoped. Okay. And when I say getting in your way, I don't mean I don't mean external things, even though those can definitely be a, a an aspect. You know, I didn't have enough money, or I didn't have the correct training, or I didn't have the time. Mm -hmm. Those are external things. But the internal blocks that could get in your way. So there could be what what there's the acronym for that. Is, is gales so it's your gremlins that little self-talk hmm. uh, assumptions that we make interpretations and limiting beliefs wow so that that is a lot of sessions there to go through yeah. that and then we circle back and say so how is that showing up in your life hmm. where did that come from why is that is that serving you anymore how, what 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 would what could you do differently that would actually serve this goal that you have Okay. Okay. Why do you have that goal? Why is it important to you? Okay. Now, are you geared more toward females or male or both? I've coached both. Geared more toward? I am geared. I have coached more females. Okay. I just my experience has been, well, there's it's two reasons for that. One is I think women tend to look more for help or a little bit more open yeah me and may need it, but they won't say anything mm -hmm. i think that's one reason okay. <laughs> another reason is one of my uh, niches I, I'm, i'll work with anyone i'll work with anyone right but one of my niches is to, is is the mother-child relationship because mother child or mother daughter well mother daughter is really important to me because i have three daughters oh okay. so i have that experience <laughs> okay and i'm a woman and I think that you're, it's very important that your, your first relationship, women relationship is with your mother. And that can get really cloudy if your mother hasn't cleared her stuff up. Because she's got stuff from her mother and her mother and her mother all the way back. Right. And so your matriarchal heritage is coming from your great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother. Right. And women have had a lot to to deal with <laughs> and so the mother-daughter relationship is to if you want to impact so so i guess if you read my website you saw this I did. so what i want to say to mothers is empower yourself 
so you can now empower your daughter instead of bringing those gales the gremlins the limiting beliefs the assumptions interpretations and now you've just you have it cleared them up and you just pass them on to your daughter right but that could go for a father son it could go for a mother's son it could go it doesn't matter it's just the child parent relationship but I have a special place in my heart for mothers and daughters. <laughs> I understand. Because I see so many, so uh, many daughters will say, I just can't connect to my mom. Right. And so many mothers will say, I don't understand her. Yeah. Why doesn't she? You know what You know what she needs to do? She needs to do fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. It's like, have you asked her what she wants to do? Wow. But I don't say that. But wow. clean it up. Because... Wow, that's as trite as it sounds. Our children are, are the future. Yeah, they are. And if they, if you can parent cleanly, without all your shit coming right. through, exactly. then exactly. then you give them a better opportunity to know when I, when someone asks the questions, who are you and what do you want to do with that who? Yeah. Well, what what does my mom think I should do? Mm. What does my dad think I should do? Will I disappoint them and I'm going to let them down? I have a responsibility to them. They're my parents. Yeah. And so then you get to be whatever age and you're like, well, here I am 50 or 60 uh-huh. or 42 or whatever. And I haven't, I still don't, I'm not clear on this because. That's amazing. So and, of all and, this, so. And it's so true. This generation curse just keeps snowballing. It's mm-hmm. so true. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but these principles can use be used with everyone, with everyone, in the education system, in the law enforcement, right. in families, in churches, in marriages. I, I, I cannot think of a situation that yeah, this energy coaching would not come in to benefit someone. Okay, I, I got a little twist to ask you. Okay. So I'm going to use myself as another example. Okay. I'm a male, but I come to you because I need you to get me where I want to be, which is a female. Oh, okay. How would you handle that? I was born a male with all the male parts, Mm -hmm. but yet I identify as a female, and I just feel like I, I can't quite get there but I know deep down inside I am a female. So I come to a life coach to help me get over this hump that Henry holding me back from becoming a female. Okay. It would be no different than someone trying to figure out their... It would be different, obviously. The questions I would ask would be different. Mm-hmm. Well, the questions would be very similar. If someone trying to figure out the career they want to go into, it would be, why is this important to you? Why... What, what is this? What does this mean to you? What? Why do you feel this way? Okay, let's you know? let's, let's do a reaction. Not why do you feel this way in a judgment way. Right. Why do you? Why do you think when you go inside yourself? Let's bring awareness to why this. Why you feel this way and why it's important to you. Not why do you feel this way? Like it's not. It's not for me to say. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm the coach. I am a. I have, I'm disengaged from any judgment. Okay, let's do a little slight reenactment. Okay. You ready? I think I believe so. Okay, <laughs> here goes. Okay. 
Hi, Molly. How you doing? Well, how are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, I think I need a little help from you, Molly. My name is Ben, but I was born a guy, but I really want to be a... I identify as a woman, so I thought about changing my name from, from Ben to Benika, and... It's just something that's just holding me back. I I I really want to just jump into this womanhood because God made a mistake with me. I I need your help. Okay, Ben. Well, let's look into Benica. that. Benika. Okay, Benika. Is that what you would like me to call you? Yes. Benika. Ben- okay. Yes. Okay. Benika. Thank you. So let's look into why this is important to you. Because. That's who I am. That's where I want to be. That's how I want to live my life, and that's how I want to die. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the skin I'm in right now. So what do you think this is costing you in your life? It costs me strife, mm-hmm. much strife, because when people look at me, they see the outer shell, but they don't see the inner shell. Mm-hmm. They, they see the the manly hand, the, the, the facial features, and they're not really seeing me. Mm-hmm. Which is the woman? Yeah. So let's let's say it's it's a year from now. It's August seventeenth, two thousand twenty-three, and you've still, Benika, have not done anything to to change your situation. How do you think you'd feel about that? I would feel awful. That's just too long to keep going on pretending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so the reason I would ask that question, let me just go out of character for a minute, oh, okay. is to be able to help a person connect to what, it, what the actual cost is for them not to move forward and take action. Okay. So that's, that's why I would ask that question. Okay. Because a lot of times we just live with, we get used to the situation and we feel a victim to it. We feel a victim to the fact that well, what what you as ben, as Benika said, mm-hmm. God made a mistake. Right. I'm a victim to God's mistake, which is energy level number one, by the way. And so, trying to get that person to come out of victim mode mm-hmm. and to really connect to the personal cost this is, then we would go into I would do a energy I would explain to to Benika that. This is the process. We would go to an energy, do an energy level index to find out her feelings about all this, where they came from, what the cost is, and get really clear, really clear about what she wants, because that is a huge decision. I like those pronouns you use. What? <laughs> her and she. You yeah. Know, oh, I know. I, like I could, well, I could say they, because I, I just, I'm right. So, but anyway, um, that part I would probably have to really... Think about about and get and educate myself on that, but just not to offend someone. But should you care about offending a a coach, like a football coach? You don't care about hurting your feelings. Get your ass out there. Yeah, but I'm not a football coach. (laughs) Yeah, but you're a coach. Should you care about feeling? Sure. Oh. Yes, because I, I, my client has to feel safe. Okay. Yes, I don't want to offend. It doesn't mean that I won't tell. A truth, but it's not for me uh-huh. to decide what Benika's truth is. Okay, that's her decision or whatever. Whatever. So I would ask the question. 
like I did. How would you like, is that the name you'd like me to use? How would you, right. what pronoun would you like? Right. It's because it's not about my opinion. My opinion at the end of our session, sessions, the right. end of our time together, whether it be 12 weeks or two years, I would want Benika to have no idea about my opinion. Okay, okay. Now, this is a major one right here, okay? Okay. I hope you can answer it or okay. go with it. I may need a sip of water for this one. Yeah, you may do. You may do. <laughs> religion. Are you religious? I knew you were going to ask me that question. <laughs> I knew that. I knew you were going to ask oh, me yeah, that question. Oh, yeah, was a sit-up, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and I can answer that question. Okay. Am I religious? I am, I was brought up Catholic. Hmm. Come from a very long line of Irish Catholics. I raised my children Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, even though I knew you, you asked me this question, I didn't come <laughs> up with an answer. But this is just truth. I'm just, the truth is, yes. I... I have done a lot of spiritual work on myself and have done a lot of soul searching, a lot of, I don't want to say research because it's not, but a lot of asking myself questions, why, 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 why? That question has always been a part of it. Even as a little girl, it's like, why? Where did we come from? Why are we here? The, the big, the big questions. And for me, the organized religion is one aspect of answering those questions. Just one aspect. Because for me, just for me and my own belief system, you can't put anything around God. Even the word God. Because God's everything. Everything, 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 everything. So to try to put a any parameters around that the creator of all is in some way not keeping my mind opening and putting limitations on the infinite. There's, there are no limits. There are no limitations. Okay. So am I religious? Mm, it just, I, that even puts a limitation on it. Okay. But you do believe in God. I do believe I believe in God, but I, I believe in the cre- in a creator. I believe that we are in co-creation right, right. with the all-knowing, all-everything. Okay. So, now, with that said, mm-hmm. since you do believe in God and a higher being, mm-hmm. how do you feel about the Bible? How do I feel about the Bible? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, as I said, I was brought up Catholic, so I heard the Bible my whole life. And I think there's a lot of wonderful truths in the Bible. But I think it limits. I think it limits us. Okay. So now with that said, when Bonica comes to you, Mm -hmm. being slash Bonica comes to you and saying stuff like, God made a mistake, I want to be a woman, that in religion kind of bump head because in the Bible, for one thing, God don't make no mistakes. <laughs> He's a perfect entity, if you choose to believe that. 
which I do. So for Benika to say God made a mistake, and by you being the life coach, should you or should you not correct that? I know, I know you're saying no because you want them to feel safe and everything, but how do you deal with that mentally if if a guy comes in that straight satan, satanic and he just he believes in the Satan and but he wants your help and do you help him or do you refer him out because that would mess with your mental dealing with someone? Say that Charles Manson came to you and knowing what he did and he come to you like, I want to do it better. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying. that is a situation that I would definitely refer him to a therapist. <laughs> right, right, so. But as far as Benique is concerned, if her thought that God made a mistake is about why she feels, it's about the way, the way she feels about religion, the way she feels why God made a mistake, not yes. whether I think it. Yes. I'm not, I'm not in the picture except to help her explore her truth. Good answer. So, <laughs> Great answer. Great answer. So, it, yeah, again, you're not my client, so I'm. Uh, you're asking me a question, I tell this. But I, my, what I feel about religion and spirituality or whatever is not really my client's business. Not that I wouldn't share it. Not that I'm trying to hide anything. Right. But they don't need to feel judgment from me. Right. They don't think, oh, Molly thinks this, so I should think that. No, 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 no. You think whatever you right. think because – we all go through the world looking through a lens. And that lens is what creates our reality. <laughs> that belief system. Our thoughts come from our belief systems. It's how we see others, ourselves, in the world. And our thoughts create our energy levels, which creates our reality. So, <laughs> yeah, <I like> that. <laughs> that's, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not about me. It's not about me. Okay. Now, my life's about me. But in a coach in a coach client relationship, it's about them. Okay. And I don't think Charles Manson would come to me. First of all, I don't think I could do any help with him. <laughs> He's a narcissist, of course he wouldn't and, come to you. Right. He's so, tell you, I can help you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And sometimes you can fire clients. Like I don't think this is going to work out. Okay. So speaking of, he said I could help you. Does a life coach have a life coach? Oh gosh, yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, you constantly have to be working on your awareness, your yeah. your consciousness, trying to walk the walk. Okay. I mean, walk the talk, excuse me. Walk the talk, yes. Okay. Yeah. So do you have a standing building or are you specifically online? How, 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 do you, how do you work? Well, during the pandemic, it was Zoom. Right. <laughs> uh, do a lot on the phone. Okay. Zoom, I, I will meet with people. But no, I work out of my home, out of my house. Okay. At this point, I would love to eventually have a, an office that would go. I would go in a couple of days a week. Right. So, what's the name of your business? It's Sycamore Coaching. Sycamore Coaching. Mm-hmm. And that's your last name? No, my last name is Drury. So, where does Sycamore come from? I may end up changing it, but that's a that's a lot. Well, you asked me how we ended up here in Elberton, or you said you wanted I did. to. So we bought this property out here in 1999. We being who? My husband and I. Okay. And we lived in Gwinnett at the time. That's where our kids went, grew up, and and went to high school. And we just my husband loves to fish, and so we bought in the lake, and so we bought this property, and we named it Sycamore. Oh. 
So we named it Sycamore, as corny as this sounds, because I lived on Sycamore with my husband. I met, and we always talk about that time, on Sycamore. So it's kind corny. of a state. That's it's nice. a state of mind. Right. So that kind of, you know, like my horticulture business was called Sycamore Designs. Okay. And this is Sycamore Coaching, because it's a state of mind. Yeah, I like that. So. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Sycamore Coaching. Mm -hmm. And price. Is it pricey to have a life coach? <laughs> is it pricey to have a life coach? Uh, to some people, probably. Okay. Uh, price, what I tend what I tend to have, it depends. It really depends, and it sounds like I'm dodging the question, but I'm really not depending. I'm, 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 I don't expect you to say the price. That's why I generalize uh -huh. it. Is it pricey? Is it pricey? Uh, well, it's not covered under insurance. I can tell you that. It's covered under it insurance? It is not covered oh, under oh, insurance. Okay. So it can be. Hmm. I don't think I'm pricey. I don't think I'm pricey. I think it's well worth if the if the person is really ready to do it. And we do 12 sessions, which typically it takes 12 sessions around then, then around that time. And the insights that you will get, it will it will change your life. It it absolutely will change no your life. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Wait. You will be a different person. Wait, I'm, I'm you will be the same person. You'll just be a better version of you, I should right. say. You will have tapped in to your strengths and to your unique talents and desires. And now you'll know, you'll have a plan of how to go to that. And I will hold you accountable. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm a bit skeptic. About I, what? Everything in life. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm that guy that feels like. Life is mental, 100% mental. That's mm -hmm. where every aspect of mm -hmm. it. I'm that guy that feel like you can bring yourself up, that you don't need a pastor, you don't need a best friend, you don't need a life coach. You can bring yourself up if that's what you choose to do in your mind. Mm -hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that everyone in the world is different. I understand that, and they have different state of mind that one person may feel like he can put his own bootstrap up but another person needs someone to tie these shoes for them. I understand all of that. But I feel like that same person who think they need someone to tie these shoes, they can do it themselves if they can get themselves there mentally. Mm -hmm. So with that said, when you, when someone contacts you and <clears throat> they need help, have you ever came across a person that fault with you uh yeah yes I've, I've come across and they're not my client okay so you fire that client uh no no they're, they're not going to end up working with me I, I don't have to fire them they don't they're not they're not at a space right. that they uh, they're not wanting what i'm offering right so what i'm offering <clears throat> we, we talked you talked earlier about education mm -hmm. and whether is it better to get a bachelor's degree or better to get a certification okay this is like coaching to a certain extent is an education on you. So as a coach, I help you discover tools that you can put in place to use your mental strength to do what it is you want to do. So part of it is to help you become self-aware. Okay. The other part is let's now create some tools 
some habits and get some strategies to help you get there. Okay. So, sure, some, a lot of people, I, I can do it myself. One of my very, very close friends is like, thinks coaching's a, I can just talk to my wife. Okay. That's fine. That's great. That's great that you can talk to your wife. You've been talking to your wife for 30-something years, and you're still in the same spot, (laughs) but that's, hey. Yeah, yeah. Because your wife's going to tell you what you want to hear, or you left your underwear on the floor. It's just, but it's not for everyone. It's for people who want to, I am here Mm -hmm. in this spot, but I want to be over there, and I'm not sure how to get there. Can you help me? Clear some stuff up so I can, so I can get there, okay. and 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 part of that is going to be self awareness, and part of it is going to be tools. Okay. Here are some tools that you can use along the way. Now, how long have you been coaching? I got my certification in 2017. Okay. All right. So you really enjoy doing what you're doing. I love. <laughs> I love what I do. I love what I do. Not only do I coach, though, but I do workshops. I've done retreats at our farm at Sycamore. For, that's been with women. But I do a workshop here through the Com- uh, Chamber of Commerce. Okay. But I will talk to any groups about these energy levels specifically because bringing awareness to, your, to the energy that you bring to your life is really going to give you a tool to move forward. And so to being aware of that. And so I just introduce at these workshops, introduce, like, hey, accept it if, you, if it sounds good to you, great. If not, you don't have to. Right. But um, another way of saying energy, like there's seven energy levels, is levels of engagement. Hmm. Like how you're engaging every moment. Hmm. Interesting. Now... With me being in law enforcement, I've run into a lot of people that the elevator doesn't go all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. Now, they think it does, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Have you come across that? And if so, how do you deal with that, knowing that the person that you're trying to coach, elevator stops at their neck? But they, <laughs> but, but they come into you, though. They're like, you know, this is what I want to be in D. And as you converse with them you're like you, you see that something's just not there mm-hmm. do you just like well it's not working out or do you try to deal with it or do you try to make it work I haven't really come I haven't really had that experience oh, it's as of, a coach yeah I've had the experience as as a person I mean, right. As a, right. but I what I would do is meet the person where they are hmm. So their unlimited potential is not necessarily going to be my idea of what their unlimited potential is. Good answer again. So if they, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example. So the elevator stop at the neck, you go down to the neck. I'll go down to the neck. And that's where we'll start. Eventually, if, if they're not invested, the results are going to obviously be connected to how invested they are right. to, to to do the work to become self-aware of who they are. And if their level is <laughs> cut off at their neck right. or their belly <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> then they're probably not interested. 
they're probably not interested into delving why they feel the way they do. Okay. Where did that come from? How important is it to you? They probably live in a world of absolutes, which is the lower energy levels. Hmm. And when I say lower, a lower frequency, not lower good and bad, good or bad, just a lower frequency. You know anything about the court system? No, some. Do you ever deal with things coming out of the court system? Like a judge may appoint a defendant to come and see you or talk to you? No, I have not. Are I have you, not. Are you interested in that? I actually know a coach who's built their whole coaching and works with helping people coming out of the court system. Yeah. Okay, because we, we have. Yeah, I'm interested in working anyone who is in, anyone who is willing to do the that is interested in going like I am here, but I want to be there. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk. Absolutely. If it's a good fit, great. If it's not, mm-hmm. if it's not, then what have you got to lose? Maybe you learned something about yourself. Do you feel like you could help a criminally minded person? And, and what I mean by that is, in in the court system or the law enforcement, you have repeat offenders. And I'm just wondering, could you somehow get them off that path of criminology if you, I guess they will have to want to. But I'm just well, they have to want to, but this is the bottom line. And this is, I don't know if this is the bottom line, but this is, this is one of my missions, is to help people learn that they are always in a place of choice. Always See? in a place of choice. And if you are stuck in... Criminal activity. Criminal activity, you are probably in either a victim mode mm-hmm. or conflict mode. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where you're stuck. You're probably not looking for problem solving or a different way to to, to see the world, like because this isn't serving me. The fact that you are a repeat offender, what you're doing is not serving you. I, I mean, that I is, agree. you know, can't we just go ahead and say, unless you just love being in jail, right, it's right. what your actions and behaviors are not serving you. So, yes, absolutely could help somebody that says, I don't, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I don't know how to get out of this behavior or these actions because I, I, I got to change the way I'm seeing the world. I got to change and understand that there are endless amount of choices for me to make as long as I can clear out these things that are blocking me from seeing solutions besides taking drugs or shooting somebody or burglarizing your car or whatever or beating somebody up or Mm -hmm. whatever like I I'm angry therefore I'm just going to act it out well that's probably not serving you real well what are some other things that you could do? What are, you know, why do you feel that way? Da, da, da. I know I keep saying, why do you feel that way? But if someone really feels that, like, I don't have any choice, but you do, you do. Mm-hmm. See, I feel like you can be used in the, in, the, in the court system. I really do. That's why I was trying to brainstorm uh, what judge I need to talk to or whatever I need to do, because I used to be a probation officer. And when they come to court, when the offenders come to court, the judge would recommend them to do like anger management classes, substance abuse evaluation, stuff like that. So with what you're doing in life, I feel like they could use that in the court system. Oh, absolutely. You could use it in the court system. You could, you could use it for law enforcement when they come, 
when you're out there, the energy level or the level of engagement that you're going to engage with a person who is breaking the law right. will change the experience. So True. think of it this way. In every given moment, all of us are getting offered up a unique experience. You and I are having an experience right now. Yes. You're going to leave here and you're going to have another experience, driving home or right. being with your family or whatever it is. So in every given moment, we're being offered it up by God, the creator, universe, whoever you think is offering these experiences. Right. How you engage that experience directly reflects the next experience you're going to be offered up. So right. that level of engagement or your energy level, it's just the same, it's basically the same, is gonna create your life. It's gonna create your life experience. It's gonna create your reality. Because if I'm in traffic, this is just an example, if I'm in traffic and somebody hits me from behind, I used to use this one all the time when I lived in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. You know? Well, of course. Now in Elberton, that doesn't happen that much. But <laughs> <laughs> or you're late for work and you are, you're sitting in traffic, mm -hmm. okay. You, there are endless things that you could way to approach. So let's use the one somebody hits you from behind. Okay. You are not happy. You are not happy. So you could go level one, victim. Oh, it's not fair. What the heck? Da, da, da. This always happens to me. Or you can level two, conflict. You get out of your car and you are swinging. You are ready to take somebody's head off. You reach in, you get that gun that's in your glove compartment and next thing you know we are this this is not a party time mm -hmm. this is bad okay or you can do level three which is okay okay i just got hit what are we gonna do i can reconcile this buddy you okay i'm okay all right we're gonna and i can go on yeah. do you see how how I came out of my car or what I thought right away when this happened and how the action I took directly affects what's going to happen next. And that's true in no matter what you're doing. Car accident, the food you eat, how you talk to your spouse, how you talk to your children, what you do when you, how you talk to yourself. I like that. It's, it's everything. It's because we're all always in a moment. We're always in a moment. So true. Every human is in a moment. <laughs> well put. All the time. Well put. Like so that's why the energy levels, to become aware of how I'm engaging, then I can start creating the life I want. <laughs> so the criminals you're talking about, that are repeat criminal or, yeah. or offenders or whatever the correct word is, uh -huh. they have the same choices. True. In that, they may not have the same choices of, environment or money or education or, or opportunities or whatever but they have a choice about how they engage this moment right that's that's their freedom well put well put all right molly well this has been a great episode i told you i could just go on and on and on didn't i <laughs> It's been great. It's been Don't worry. Great. There's another 50 hours I could talk now. I'm just kidding. I appreciate you letting, letting me yeah, very, go on and on and on. Very educational. <laughs> I appreciate that. But before we go, before uh -huh. we go, any last words? Uh, any last words? Wow. Uh, yeah. Always know. Always know you're at a place of choice. Live your life knowing that you get to choose. 
you get to choose, even if it's your own mindset, how you're showing up, what you're going to say to yourself. But you always say, and I would love to talk. We don't necessarily have to be a client coach. Mm -hmm. I would love to talk to anybody about this at any time. Just, just chat about it. Well said, well said. Well, what I have to say is I came into this a skeptic, but I'm not leaving a skeptic. Oh, great. I understand now those last few words that you were saying a while ago. For someone to hear it, it helps. Because everything you said, like we, one experience shows the up, how you can handle things on the next experience. I love that. Mm-hmm. With the car accident scenario, and you are so right. And yeah. sometimes it just takes someone us to hear it to get us to that next step. Can next you level. imagine if children knew this? Can you imagine the way that the world would be different right. if children knew in a, on a visceral level, young, that what I say, how my mindset in this moment is going to create the next moment? <laughs> that they just I know that. that. They know it in their inner being. Yes. Then they're going to create the next They're going to create a life that is important to them and is aligned with who they are. And then they can tap into their brilliance. I like that. So, okay, that's my last word. That's my last word. <laughs> okay. Now, you can ask me another question, but that's, I, will, I won't go on and on about it. Let me make sure I get your website correct. Okay. www.sycamore.coaching.com. Dot com. Correct. Okay, great, great. And it's Molly Drury. D-R-U-R-Y. It's last, my last name. D-R-U-R-Y? Mm-hmm. Okay, I got to change it in my phone call. I put Drury for some reason. I thought it was G-R-U-R-Y. No, it's, it's D. Okay. D as in dog. Okay, I got it. All right, mm-hmm. with that said, from the mind to the lips to the heavens, until next time, peace from the heart. Thank you. Thank you.